Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. And all the time, turn with me to, don't sit down yet, turn with me to Joshua 1, verse 6 to 9. Joshua 1. Joshua 1, verse 6 to 9. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to your fathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Amen. You are the pillar that holds my life. You are the pillar that holds my life. Master Jesus, you are the pillar that holds my life. Master Jesus, you are the pillar that holds my you are the pillar, you are the pillar that holds my life. Who is the pillar that holds your life? You are the pillar that holds my life. Master Jesus, Master Jesus, you are the pillar that holds my life. Master Jesus, you are the pillar that holds. Heavenly Father, we want to appreciate you because you are the strong towers in our life. You are the one that holds the pillar of our life. We give you all praises. We give you all adoration. We reference your name. We praise you. Right from January up to this time, Father, we thank you. We remain standing. Thank you for every journey that we have embarked upon. We lift your name up. Thank you for every battle that we have faced and won. Thank you for what you have done. Thank you for what you are doing. Thank you for what you are going to do. We bless your holy name. Thank you, almighty God. As we go into your word, we want you to speak your word into our life. 
the phrase, the sentence, the paragraph, the message that you want us to hold on today. Father, don't allow it to go bypass without grabbing them in the mighty name of Jesus. And I rebuke every split of sleeping in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Every split of distraction I rebuke in the mighty name of Jesus. At the end of today, we are going to celebrate and glorify God. Thank you, almighty God, because we are going to receive our answer right now here in the mighty name of Jesus. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Please put your hand together as you have your seats. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I hope uh, it's not too cold for us, right? It's not cold yet. Today, um, I would like to talk about something, but before then, let me just tell you this briefly. There's this seven-year-old Michael who used to keep his ball in the basement of his parents' home. We all know the basement is always dark. To turn on the basement light, he had to travel the stair hall in darkness before you can reach to the switch. But because Mike was so afraid, he started crying. Then the dad asked him, why are you crying? He said, I need to get my ball from the basement. Okay, you go and get it. You can play with your ball. That's what the father said. But you have to go downstairs and get it yourself. When the father said this, the tears flow more. In the face of Mike. Mike said, Father, you need to get it for me. The father said, Mike, you know what is in that basement. Whatever is in that basement in the dark is the same thing as in that basement when there is light. So you go there, you go straight and switch on the light and pick your ball. Then it's near. I'm so scared, Dad. He said from the film, he has been watching so many films, I've been watching, vampire do stay in the basement. I cannot go there, Dad. The father said, okay. I will stay at the top of the stair so you can hear my voice while you go down. How does that sound? Then he smiled and the tears disappeared. With confidence, he got up and bravely started walking downstairs. Down the pathway into the darkness, Mike hesitated to proceed forward. He called his dad. Dad! The father replied, Yes, Mike. Anything? Say no. I'm still standing here. In a short second later, the light was on. Mike was happy to pick his ball. So today, we are going to talk about courage. We are talking about courage today. If you have not faced battle or any tribulation, you will call yourself a man. If something has not happened to you, 
You will be boasting. It is when you have the experience that you will realize that your boasting has nothing to do with your strength. Because Mike, simply for him to know that his father is nearby, that gave him the courage to face and overcome that fear of the darkness. He could hear his father's voice. We all have father. Our father is the God that sits in heaven. The sensing presence of God in your life gives you the courage to face and overcome the darkness of your life. Merely sensing that God is there. Does that give you that courage? I think most of us here, if not all, at one time or the other, we have been overtaken by certain situation or condition that creates a panic or apprehension in our life. Maybe right now some of us are experiencing that. Maybe apprehensive is not the right word to use, the right adjective to use to describe the, what some are going through now. Maybe something like extremely concerned or worried or afraid or panic. Is that what you are going through? A hostile situation or condition that touches your life need courage. You need to encourage yourself. You need to lift yourself up. So what are you going to do when you face different kind of situation? It is always very serious situation when you are facing this type of uh, situation. Your mind begins to create so mental pictures. You begin to see so many things in illusion. You begin to think. Many think positively, why others think negatively? That what is going on? What am I going to do? How will I come out of this situation? It could be another situation that requires a miracle to correct. If you have ever had experience of any of this type of thing I'm describing, how did you come about it? How did you make through that stormy situation in your life? You need, there's something that happened in your life at times, you need special courage. You need that special thing called courage for you to lift yourself out of it. So that brings us to what is courage? What is courage? The dictionary defines courage as a quality of mind or spirit, enabling one to meet danger or opposing with fearlessness. Courage is the ability to do something that frightens one bravely. That is courage. Brethren, fear is part of life. If anybody is telling me I don't afraid of anything. I will not believe him. I won't believe. It is part of life. Everybody has something to be afraid of. 
But someone with courage is bold and brave. He's unafraid to face that tough situation. Having courage means when others are afraid of danger or simply acting without fear of failure. So courage is sometimes a choice that is facing problem. Brethren, facing problem is not a reason to hold on to, to fear. No. And courage is not lack of fear. It is not lack of fear. If you say you have courage, it is not lack of fear. Courage is, a, is all about being afraid, but being able to do what you have to do at any cost. That is courage. Courage is not absence of fear. but the capacity to put one foot in front of one another and move forward. That is courage. That situation will come, and that, how do you, how do you pro- progress forward? In number 13, when the Israelites were going to promised land, Moses sent ten spies to exploit the land. He gave them instruction. Number 13, 17 to 20. He gave them instruction. Number 13, 17 to 20. These are the names of the men Moses sent to explore the land. Moses gave, 17. Moses gave Hosea, son of Nun, the name Joshua. 17 to 20. When Moses sent them to explore the Canaan, he said, Go up to the Negev and on the hill of the country. See what the, the land is like and whether the people who live there are strong or weak, few or many. What kind of land do they live in? Is it good or bad? What kind of towns do they live in? Are they unwalled or fortified? How is, how is the soil? Is it fertile or poor? Are there trees in it or not? Do your best to bring back some of the fruit of the land. It is the season for the fruit of ripe grapes. So they went up and explored the land from the desert of Zin, as far as Rehob, toward Libo Hamath. They went to the, to the Negev and came to Hebron, where Himam, Shishai, and Salmeh. Thank you, brother. This kind of assignment is not easy. Because you can be caught. Courageously, can that something be put off? Praise the Lord. Courageously, they went to that land and they came back with a report. Two types of reports good report and bad report. From 26 and 28, Praise the Lord. Please, brother, take those things out. I'm being distracted here. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Number 13, 26 to 28. They came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. 
There they reported to them and to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. Yeah, that is positive reports. Yes. Go ahead. They, they gave back to Moses his account. We went into the land to which you sent us and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. Another good report. With they, evidence. Amen. But the people who live there are powerful. And the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. Praise the Lord. You see, they have gone there with courage and they came back with good reports. But surprisingly, they could see the giant, they could see the wall city, they could see so many things there. They said they fortified themselves. Who will not fortify his, him or herself? In those days, which city will not fortify themselves. This, is not, this should not be the part of report they are supposed to bring. Because they should know that that is in existence. In verse 30, but Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once to take the land. He said, he said we can certainly conquer it. What is that? That is courage. He has removed the fear. Caleb was very courageous. But the other spy, they put themselves down. They demeaned themselves. Not just themselves, the entire children of Israel. Because of what? Because they lack courage. Similarly, God has provision for you and myself for us to go and possess our land. But because we lack courage, we cannot hold the bull by the horn. We are so scared. God has promised them, I will go before you. He has promised us also, He will make every crooked way what, do what? Straight. Why can't we hand over that situation of our life unto Him? Brethren, there will always be issue in our life. All we need is courage. You have to be courageous. You must find a way around it. There will always be war. No matter how clear the sky may be, there will always be small cloud. You just have to find a way around it. Similar to when the aircraft is Thinking, okay, it's too cloudy. They will find a way around it. To find somewhere to descend or to ascend. Find a way around it. So you have to be courageous. You need to find a way through every situation. Don't be scared. Don't allow that situation to weigh you down and keep you in your home. Find a way around it. Put everything in the hands of God and He's going to solve it out for you. In Jesus' name. 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says, Be on guard, stand firm in the faith, and be courageous. Be courageous, be strong. That's 1 Corinthians 16, 13. So, to progress positively in life, courage is required. Courage is needed. We need to have that courage. Even in serving God, we need that courage. In, in, in the intercession team, they were here yesterday. 
Fortunately, it rained. I know many people will feel that this is time for me to, to relax and sleep and enjoy the sleep. It needs courage for somebody to say, no, I must go. To serve God, you need courage as well. Devil is always there looking for a way to pull you down. It is you that have to bring yourself out with courage. In Deuteronomy 31, we, somewhere there, I think, I think verse 6 or so, we constantly told to be of good courage. There are risks everywhere. Yes, thank you, sister. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear, nor be afraid of them. Do not fear. There are risks everywhere. Do not fear or be afraid of those risks around you. You need to be encouraged. Sometimes back in the excellent men alley we like CD, one brother was uh, invited to advise us on the how to start business. I remember him saying that because people don't want to take risk, that is why they don't want to start business. Whereas you have to take risk. Everything in life has to do with risk. You need courage. In Joshua 2, it took courage for Rahab to hide the two spies in Jericho on the roof. No, not everybody can do that. She hid them when they came. Some people will be so scared. Even before the security guy asked where are they? We learned they were here. No, 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 they are here. They are, they are in the sitting room. Because we don't have the courage. So it took Rahab to hide those um, spies. So, brethren, even in God's assignment, don't think that the uh, situation will not arise. In the assignment as well, you need courage. There are many of us that, if today they call them, okay, you may, we want to see you to be an home cell leader, they'll be scared. How do I do that? I was once like that. What am I going to be telling people? What am I going to voice out? But always remember what the book of Jeremiah says. One. Jeremiah 1. 6 to 8. Jeremiah 1, 6 to 8. Ah, Sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am only a child. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am only a child. You must go to everyone I sent you, and to say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them. For I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. You see, when God gives you assignment, He's going to back you up. Don't be afraid. The world is there encouraging us already. We can grab that. Don't think about how you are going to do it. Leave the assignment for the God that has sent you. He's going to show you the way out. He's going to lead you. What will come out of your mouth, the Lord God Almighty will direct it to you. Even to build the temple, 
for Solomon to build the temple. He was advised. First Chronicle twenty two thirteen. Solomon was advised to be courageous. Then you will have success if you are careful to observe the decrees and laws ah, that the Lord... and condition is there. Thanks and condition. Read again, brother. Then you will have success if you be careful to observe the decrees and laws that the Lord gave Moses for Israel. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Yes, when God gives you assignment... Terms and conditions also are there. You need to obey the rule of God. And Solomon was being advised here to be strong and courageous. He should not be afraid or lose heart. There are a lot of examples in the scripture about courage. Moses before Pharaoh it's an example. We all know the story. David's face down Goliath. Without courage, he can't do that. When you talk of women, Abigail, as he saved the entire house of, of, household of Nabal. Let's open our Bible to 1 Samuel 25, 30-33. 1 Samuel 25, 30-33 When the Lord has fulfilled for my Lord every good thing he promised concerning him and has appointed him ruler over Israel, my Lord will have on his conscience the staggering burden of needless bloodshed or having avenged himself. And when the Lord your God has brought my Lord success, remember your servant. David said to Abigail, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who has sent you today to meet me. May you be blessed for your good judgment and for keeping me from bloodshed this day and from, and from avenging myself with my own hands. Imagine the king wanted to do something. Somebody was so bold to go and tell him not to do that. Courage must be there before she could do that. Abigail saved the, the, the entire noble house will have been wiped out by David. With courage, Abigail advised oh, sorry, with advised Moses when he was angry and ready to commit murder. But Abigail discreetly appealed to him to do the right thing and leave vengeance to, to the Lord. Protecting David from the foolishness of his temper. Esther is another good example of a courageous woman. Esther, when she went before the king to save the Jew, that's an example. We all know the story. We not go to that. Exodus 4, 22 to 26, there's a story there. Exodus 4, 22, uh, 24 to 26. At, at the lodging place on the way, the Lord met Moses and was about to kill him. 
But Zipporah took a flint knife, cut off the son's foreskin, and touched Moses' feet with it. Surely you are a bridegroom of blood to me. She said, So the Lord let him alone. At that time she said, Bridegroom of blood, referring to circumcision. Zipporah wisely intervened with courage. When Moses was about to put to death by the Lord, she intervened just to save him. That is courage. Deborah is another example. Barak was hesitant to obey the Lord, but Deborah boldly reminded him of God's promise to go before them and the blessing that come with obedience. Judge 4, 6-7. to seven. Judges. Judges 4. She sent back Barak, son of Abiom, from Kadesh in Naphtali, and said to him, The Lord, the God of Israel, commands you, Go, take with you ten thousand men of Naphtali and Zebulun, and lead the way to Mount Tabor. And lure Sirah, the commander of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his troops, to the Kishon River, and give him into your hands. Barak said to her, If you go with me, I will go. But if you don't go with me, I won't go. Thank you, brother. So, Deborah was able to remind them the promise of God. That God has already promised that, How we go before you? And I will deliver your enemy into your hands. That is courage that Deborah has taken there. Manoah's wife. Manoah's wife in Judges, again, verse 13, chapter 13, 22 to 23. We are doomed to die, he said to his wife. We have seen God. But his wife answered, If the Lord has meant to kill us, he would have not have accepted a burnt offering and grain offering from our hands, nor shall show shown us all these things or now told us this. You see, sisters, we need to encourage our husband. Manuel was so scared because he has seen the Lord. She, he concluded that they are going to die. But the wife encouraged him. The promised son, Samson, if God is going to kill them, that will not happen. So we need to encourage ourselves. Brother need to encourage sister. Sister need to encourage brother. The family have to come together and encourage themselves and lift their spirit up whenever they are down. And I pray God Almighty we help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's move to New Testament and see the example of boldness and courageous man. Peter and John, when they stood before the leaders, Acts of Apostles 4, 10-12. This happened after the healing of the crippled man. Acts 4, 10 to 12. Then know this, you and all the people of Israel, 
It is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Because they were asking them, with whose name are you doing this? He said, let it be known to all and to all people in Israel. That what? The name of, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. He is the stone you builders rejected. The rejected stone has become the pillar of the house. Go ahead, brother. He is the stone you builders rejected has become the capstone. Salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. Let me remind you a little bit. When they came to arrest Jesus Christ, Peter was so bold that he could draw his sword and cut off one of the arrests of air. Okay? He had courage that time. But shortly after that, something happened. You are one of them. No, no, I never knew him before. He denied because he was afraid. But this time when he was summoned by the leaders, the fear has disappeared. Put your hand together for Jesus. Today, or yesterday, something might have put you off. I want to tell you that the situation you are now, you have the boldness and courage. To move ahead. That situation you are thinking that there's nothing you can do. Even if that situation is this world, brethren, I'm telling you, with God behind you, you can walk through the door. Through the wall itself, not just door. That the solution will come. Hallelujah. The same Peter who ran away when the Jew arrested Jesus Christ, who denied him, was the one that was talking to them with boldness, with courage. Anyway, sometimes enemies want us to quit, to give up, but it takes courage also. You find yourself in a situation that you want to do something, you are struggling and uh, you, you want to do it. Maybe in your, in your circular job. Everybody is saying it's not possible. Everybody is saying it's not possible. In fact, in my office, that's what they don't want to hear. So it's not possible. They will tell you everything is possible. Everything. Don't, they don't want to listen to it's not possible. With God, all things are possible. Amen. So sometimes, when you are trying to do something, distractors are there, enemies are there. They will gather against you. They don't want you to go ahead to achieve what you are planning to achieve. Example of that also is in the, in the Bible. It's in the scripture. Daniel is another good example. In Daniel 6, 1 to 28, a very beautiful story there, very interesting story that we are all familiar with. To recall this story, Daniel was appointed to rule along with two other administrators, over 120 governors. Let me put it that way. Throughout King Dairos' kingdom, um, Daniel distinguished himself among other administrators. 
Okay, maybe I put it this way. Minister and Prime Minister. Okay? The ministers, let's assume the ministers are the 120. I just want to come to, down to the level that we understand. The 120 minister, then these days we have two, uh, one Prime Minister. But let's, as it is here, King decided to have three Prime Ministers to monitor other 120 ministers. But Daniel, being one of these three, distinguished himself by his exceptional quality. Then, what happened? The king planned to put him on top of others so that he can control the entire region. When the people sense this, they begin to find out what can we do? What can we do about it? How do we bring this man down so that this um, position they want to give him will not be possible? It's happening in our secular job also. When some people know that, okay, a vacancy is there, maybe one of the managers resigned, people will be behind him, could it be me, could it be that, everybody is trying to be high, doing high service. But when somebody stands out, he will not do that high service. Others will be looking for fault. That was exactly what these other two administrators and 120 governors were planning against Daniel. They couldn't find anything. They searched, searched and searched. They couldn't find anything. But they remember that since Daniel was without corruption, we must do something. When you touch his God, then they will be, they will be able to get him. So the, gov the governors finally said, we will never find any basis for charge against this man Daniel unless it has something to do with the law of his God. In verse 6 of that um, Daniel 6, so the administrator and the governor went as a group to the king. So, they went as a group and agreed that the king issued an edict and enforced the decree that anyone who prayed to any other, to any god or man during the next 30 days, why limiting it to 30 days? Because they have targets. That is what they did. And in verse 8, king issued that decree and put it in writing, not just verbal, it was written and sealed. And sealed in, in the military rule, they normally have decree. Okay, maybe in this nation also we have something similar to that. Decree. They rule by decree. When decree is issued, it's not what somebody can just turn around and say, no, no longer, uh, it's no longer the law. So that, this was exactly what happened. So the king also issued that. And uh, what happened later in verse 10, when Daniel heard about it, he went home and opened his window. He opened his window towards Jerusalem so that when he prayed, I, I assume that it's somebody who pray and shout so that they can hear. The, the enclosure will not uh, limit his prayer. He went home to his Upstairs room, where the window opened towards Jerusalem. 
Three times a day he pray. That is courage. Give it thanks to God. Just as he has been doing before. You know, when enemies are looking for faults from you, they will always be behind you, even if you can't see them. They are there. If they are looking for the time you are going to hit your leg on the stone, even if it is tissue paper you hit your leg on, the, no, no, he has committed that offense. They were right behind him. And shortly, they were able to say, okay, he, has, he had broken the law. And they, quickly they reported him to the king. But there is one amazing thing. Even when he was reported to the king, something happened. Initial, the, instead of telling um, the king what Daniel has done, they reminded him. They asked him questions. Did you not publish a decree that during the next 30 days that who pray to any god or man except you, king, will be thrown into lion's den. What do you expect the king to say? The king will confirm that in affirmative, yes. Then, they reported that in verse 13. They reported him. And uh, one thing that happened is that in verse 14, the king himself was seriously worried. He was distressed. They have come to report to judge in a court that this man is a criminal. And the same judge is saying he's looking for a way out for that alleged criminal. This is, that means the king knew that Daniel is a man of good repute. So the king was looking for a way to rescue him. But those that were after him could not allow that. So they went as group to the king and finally Daniel was arrested, thrown into the to lion's den. And what happened? Verse 16. So the, so the king gave the order and they brought Daniel and threw him into lion's den. The king said, May your God, whom you serve continually, rescue you. At this point also, I want you to know that it takes courage for the king to have said that. Because if it is today, they can say, I maybe I'm not a lawyer, but accomplice. Yeah, that is also part of it. By saying that, he will be delivered. So the king, because the king understood he knew Daniel. He also take courage to say the truth. That your God will set you free, will rescue you. He could not sleep. The king could not sleep. He was worried throughout the night. The Bible recorded it that he could not even eat. Even though, not recorded, he was praying for him. The prayer he prayed that may your God whom you serve continuously rescue you. I know that we continue in his mind. And very early in the morning, he wanted to know what happened. Verse 20. That he went straight and called Daniel. 
called to Daniel in an anguished voice. Daniel, servant of the living God. Not just servant of God. We are serving a living God. He says, servant of the living God, as your God, whom you serve, continually be able to rescue you from the lions. We are talking of hungry lions. The king also had courage. And he had that faith that that God will rescue him. I'm not going to talk to just the, the blood that splat on the floor or the bones that remain. He has that faith and great courage. And what was the answer? Daniel in verse 21, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and he showed the mouth of the lions. They have not hurt me. The king was overjoyed and gave order to lift Daniel out. That is verse 23. So in a nutshell, Daniel was able to prove that he is serving a living God by the courage that he had to open the window and pray to God Almighty. So what are you passing through? This is a very great story of courage. Daniel was not afraid to continue to pray and honor God no matter the circumstances. Brethren, trust is part of courage. If you have the courage, if you don't have the trust, if you believe that, okay, God will do it. And you take courage. But you are not trusting that same God. You begin to doubt. We need to pull out um, doubt in our mind. So Daniel trusted God completely. He put his faith in God, in God's hand. He handed over every situation to God. To me, by handing over that situation, this is unshakable courage. Courage that cannot be shaken with decree or law. That is what Daniel had. That is, to be able to put your life entirely into God's hand, we need to develop that courage. Many of us, we want to be in control of our life. We should hand over our life to God. And our destiny as well. Many of us also, we are afraid of handing over our life to God. Because we don't have the faith, we don't have the trust. You need to put yourself together. Know that God has promised you. And trust that God that has promised that he will go ahead of you. He will make every crooked way straight. Whatever situation you are passing through, God said, I'm going to open a double gate that no one will be able to shut in. What is that situation that caged you? That you are thinking, how do we get out of this? By the time the power of God comes and opens that gate widely, solutions will arrive. In Jesus' name. Amen. But, do you know that when you take courage, there is always maybe consequences that will happen. We believe that because Daniel also was ready for the punishment. 
You don't take courage for somebody else. That if something happens, you quickly shift the, the pain to that person. Just like a two friends as an illustration, two young boys went to see a dentist. And the first boy said, Doc, will you pull a tooth out right now? No need for anesthetic. Just pull it out. The doctor smiled and said, Sure. That is what I call being a brave person and courageous person. Now, show me which of the tooth do you want to pull. Then the boy turned to his friend. Hey, Peter, come here. Show him your teeth. <laughs> this should not be the kind of courage we are talking about. Take courage for yourself. The husband should not take the kind of courage that when it happens, he will blame the wife. The wife also should not take that type of courage and say, you show your teeth. You are the one that requested that, okay, pull the teeth out. Don't shift that to anybody. So, we need to have this courage. We need to develop this courage. We need to know the, the, the quality that makes us to have this courage. The first quality that makes that make us to develop this courage is be faithful. We have to be faithful. In Joshua, Joshua was encouraged by God. If you read Joshua 1, Joshua 1, brother, verse 1. After Moses' death, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses 8, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israel. Israelites. Yeah. Now before, you, before we go further, we read there that Joshua, son of Nun, was Moses' assistant. Because he was Moses' assistant. He was very faithful as well to Moses. If he had not been faithful, the God will not call him that after the death of uh, Moses. Not after the death of Moses that he started the faithfulness. He has started right from when Moses was there. So he served God faithfully during the time of Moses. He never rebelled against Moses or God during that time. So, for you to exhibit that courage 100%, you need to be faithful to God. You need that faithfulness in everything that you do. Not faithfulness to yourself alone, faithfulness to God. So to be courageous, we must be faithful in what the Lord has given us to do. So God is looking for faithfulness from our part. That is what can guarantee the success of the assignment that God is giving us. In the parable of the talent, we read in Matthew 25:21, when done, good and faithful servant. Faithfulness is required for you to have that courage. 
God gave strength to Joshua to possess, to possess the promised land because Joshua was a faithful servant. And God will do the same for you and me today in Jesus' name. All we need to do is to be faithful. So the first quality we see to be courageous is being faithful. So the next quality is be filled with God's word. Be what? Tell your neighbor, be filled with God's word. To be courageous for Joshua to achieve um, the assignment, he needs he needed to be filled with God's word. And what is that saying? Verse 8, brother, of Joshua 1. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn it from the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Verse 8. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Do not let the book of law depart from your mouth. Mm -hmm. Meditate on it day and night. Meditate on it day and night. So that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Praise God. The Lord tells Joshua that to be filled with God's word. There are three things in that verse. Know God's word. This book of, of the law shall not depart from you. Know that. So to be able to speak God's word, we first have to know it. You can't just call somebody who has never heard about scripture before and you want him to talk about it. He must be aware of the Bible. He must be aware of the book itself, the scripture. So God was telling Joshua that this book of law shall not depart from your mouth. So he must know that book. Jesus was able to overcome Satan. That is when Satan was trying to tempt, to tempt him. Because he knew the word. It has been written. It has been written. Jesus has an understanding of this word and he used it rightly. For you to be courageous, challenge this time we come. You need to know the right word to use at the right time. Another thing in that verse 8, meditate on God's word. Meditate on God's word. You shall meditate in it day and night. To meditate on God's word means to ponder on it. To think about it. At your free time. At the time you are busy also, you can be also be thinking, pounding on, pounding on the wall. That is, you have to turn it over and over. You have to study it. You have to open it from time to time. So that after some time, it will become part of your, uh, part of your mind. In my circular job, um, when I came to Oman, and there is the Oman standard condition of contract. If you ask me anything from there today, I will tell you straight away. Because this is what I use from time to time. 
The same way, when you keep studying the world, it will become part and parcel of you. You'll be able to know the right word to use. So meditate on God's word is one of the things that God wants, to, wants Joshua to know in that verse 8. So, it, this involves hiding God's word deep within our heart so that we don't sin against God. When we know the word, we know the time that we are going to commit sin. Because that word will remind us this is against the word of God. The third thing is apply God's word. Apply. When you, you, the first one I said is uh, know God's word. The second one, meditate on it. Now number three, apply God's word. That you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. So we need to apply it, whatever we are studying in the word. It's not just for history. The message you are hearing today is not just for the word to come in one ear and pop out in the other ear. It's for it to sink into your heart, to be um, firmly registered in your mind, so that the word of God stands forever in your life. So we need to obey and apply God's word into our life. James 1.22 says, be doer of the word and not a hearer, only deceiving yourself. James is saying here that we are only deceiving ourselves. If we are not doing what we have studied, we have to, whatever you have read, whatever you have studied, whatever you have been taught, you don't need to deceive yourself. For you to have courage, you need to apply this to your life. So, brethren, what am I saying? We should start to begin to interact with the word of God from time to time. And when we do this, we will have the courage to, to exploit anything in this world. Praise God. As so to be courageous, we need to be faithful and filled with God's word. And finally, the quality of being courageous is brought out in our test that we read earlier on. Be trusting. Be strong and of good courage. For these people you shall divide as an inheritance. Inheritance the land which I swore to Joshua. Joshua, which I swore to their father to give them. That is Joshua 1.6. We have read it before. So Joshua's courage hinged upon the trusting of God. Because God has given him his word, then he trusted in him. In verse 3 of that Joshua, there's a promise there. As I said to Moses, every place that your soul, that every place that the sole of your feet, your foot we tread upon, I have given you. As I said to Moses, as he has said to Moses, every place that the soul. So Joshua trusted in God. Based on what God has promised him, he has that trust in him. So, God told the Israelites, when you go out to the battle against your enemy, do not be afraid of them. For the Lord your God 
is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemy to save you. That is in Deuteronomy 20, 1-4 when you read it. So if you trust in God, no matter what the circumstances, you will overcome every situation. Solomon trusts in the Lord. He did not lean on his own understanding. He trusted in the Lord. Proverbs 3, 5-6 Trust in the Lord with all your heart and learn not on your own understanding. In all your way, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. So the assurance from God's word today that I will keep, want you to keep in your mind is in Deuteronomy 31 verses. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of, the, because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Joshua 1, 9 again. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Brethren, this is my prayer and my message for you. That wherever you go, wherever your full step is on, always remember Deuteronomy 31. Be strong and courageous. And remember the promise of God to Joshua. I finally commanded you be strong and courageous. And as you do this, that God Almighty will continue to guide and lead you in the right path in Jesus' name. May God bless his word. Shall we stand as we close the service? If you've still got your Bibles with you, please open to Psalm 23, verse 4. And some of you may know this by heart. Psalm 23, verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Courage is an attitude. Courage is not an absence of fear. This is what we learned today. Courage is the ability to be an overcomer in the face of fear. Courage comes from confidence and faith in the one true living God. Church, we need to pray. And as we pray, think of the different examples you heard today. Men and women, all from the Bible. We know that these examples have been put there so that you and I can learn from them. Book after book, person after person, Old Testament, New Testament, they faced situations which could have made them fearful, but they stood in courage. 
And what made them stand was the faith they had in God. And it is said that in the Bible, there are 366 times when it says, Fear not, for I am with you. That is God telling us to be courageous. Every day, God says, Be courageous. Fear not, for I am with you. You and I are not called to turn and run when we face difficulties. You and I are called to turn to God, build up our courage, and be overcomers. And then, as the Bible says, you shall be successful. Church, let's pray. Pray right now for personal courage. Pray for yourself. It's not about the courage of your neighbor. It's not about the courage of your brother, your sister, your spouse, your child, your parent. It's about yourself. Talk to God right now. Pray that you have this courage, that inner strength, which only God can give us. Don't pray that a problem will be taken away. Pray for courage to face that adversity and come through as a victor. Pray for faith that fuels this courage to have confidence in God. Church, let's just take a minute. Each of us, pray for ourselves. Ask God that you will have that courage to stand in the face of adversity. Pray for that faith that will not turn you down at the, at the time of fear. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father God, that you are a living God. We thank you, God, that you are a loving God. We thank you, Lord, that your hand is always on us, Lord, taking care of us in every situation. But, Father, time and again, we look at the storm and we sink. Father God, give us that courage to put out our hand to you, Lord Father, just as Peter did, to be lifted up, to stand firm, to be successful. Father, we thank you, Lord, that today you have encouraged us, Lord, to build our inner person in an attitude of courage, Lord. Not to be timid in the face of fear, not to fear fear, but rather to have faith in you, Lord. And as we do that, build our courage, Lord. Thank you, Father, for the words we have heard. We thank you, Father, for your servant whom you use this day, Lord, Father. And we pray, Lord, that you anoint him the more, Lord, that he will bring us words of encouragement in days to come. We pray, Lord, that you will bless him and his family, Lord, Father. And we pray, Lord, that you will be with every one of us, Lord Father. We thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for this time. And we pray, Lord, that as we move out from here, Lord, and move on with things in life, you will be with us, Lord Father. And Father God, help us to move forward as courageous children of yours, Lord. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Before we say the grace, uh, just for the newcomers, like to remind you that uh, immediately after the service, in just a couple of uh, minutes, 
we'd like to meet with you outside this main door. Okay, uh, a leader of ours will meet with you, will talk with you, will pray with you, will tell you some more about our church. You could ask any of your questions. So in just a few minutes, we'd like to meet with all newcomers immediately outside this main door. Thank you. Church, let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all, now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen.